It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. It's Monday morning and quarterbacks are on display. This is roughed up or pumped up for week three in college football. Welcome to Lockdown NFL Draft. You are locked on NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Locked On NFL Draft Show. I'm your host, former NFL and AFL defensive back, Eric Crocker. And of course, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Tracy from Rogue Analytics and Locked On Chiefs. Uh, you can find us on social media. He's at Ryan Tracy NFL on Twitter. I am at Eric underscore Crocker on Twitter. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day and also let you know that today's Locked On NFL Draft episode is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is your daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players and if they score more or less than their Price Picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. All right, first time users, you can receive a 100% deposit match up to $100 with your free promo code Locked On. All right, that's pricepicks.com, promo code Locked On. We're getting into it, Ryan, and we got roughed up, all right? We got uh, pumped up or roughed up, all right? Pumped up, that's the good thing, and that's what we're going to start with. And yeah, right buddy. now, you know, everybody starts to dive into a lot of these different prospects and what they're doing, but it's hard to not give a lot of attention to the quarterbacks and what they're doing from a week-to-week standpoint. This was supposed to be a really big quarterback class. How are each guy going to do, uh, you know, teams they're looking at cj stroud they're looking at bryce young well yep. we're gonna highlight some of these guys uh neither one was just named but let's start off man who's pumped up who you pumped up for when it comes to this quarterback class i'm really excited for this monday because it's the two schools that i'm most closely associated with we're gonna start with Penix from washington uh, michael got off to a, a big start and he's got a guy helping him in poke jalen pope went off 
Penix looks smooth. He's the lefty, so it, it looks a little different, right? Four touchdowns, 397 passing yards. He operated the offense really, really efficiently, and he looked more like the guy that we saw at Indiana than probably any point since then. And it wasn't against, you know, the Eastern Washingtons of the world. No offense to you guys out there in uh, Spokane. But it was against Michigan State. And that, that gives you a little bit of a pump up, right? Like, they are serious. This program is coming along. And this offense is climbing. It's because of Penix and the way that he moves it. He's got this long, tall stride. He stands really tall in the pocket. And it's a little bit difficult for me to get used to from my eye standpoint. But the way that he delivers the ball, he gets it out and gets it to – what is a wide receiver group that is starting to get more and more yak for him that I think really helps. What did you think? Yeah, definitely. I got a chance to watch him. I was sitting at this uh, sports casino out in Mississippi and got all the games on TV, got to watch him live, man. And I mean, right away he was hitting on all cylinders. You saw the playmaking ability, his ability to really be able to create off script. I thought the accuracy was very solid. I thought that was something that was a little bit more hit and miss at Indiana, but just seeing him kind of move around, make plays early and often throughout that game, it was something to see. And, you know, that was supposed to be a closer game than what it ended up being, ultimately because of how well he played early on. So shout out to Michael Penix. It was really good to see him do well. I wanted to mention another game that I was watching. And again, I happened to be in Mississippi. You have Mississippi State playing against LSU. And I actually, you know, bet on that game. BetOnline.net took uh, LSU money line. But they played Mississippi State and they got down early. And I was like, oh, man, Mississippi State, they're going to run away with this game. But nope, LSU ended up coming back. And a guy that was getting roughed up for sure throughout that game, Jaden Daniels, was missing on third downs. I believe he started the game 0 for 8. On third down passing, he was not doing well at all. But as the game went on, especially in the fourth quarter, he turned it on. Started making plays with his legs. Started making plays with his arms. And next thing you know, got a LSU. They ended up, I believe, winning by double digits. So not great. And I think I kind of spun it this similar way for Bryce Young last week against South Carolina where, you know, Bryce Young was kind of a little bit up and down from a passing standpoint, but we got to see it this time from Jaden Daniels getting roughed up, but definitely ended up being more pumped up with the effort that he put forward. Yeah, that, that was a big turnaround. And uh, the other quarterback in that game we'll talk about later because it was kind of the exact opposite. But yeah. I, I get a chance here to, to shout out Jalen Daniels, the Kansas quarterback, three in the air, two on the ground. I don't believe if I check the stats that he's been sacked yet. And he is leading this turnaround at Kansas in the Big 12 in, in, in the state of all this flux with what is inspired quarterback play, good accuracy, good arm strength, and a guy that just knows how to break the pocket in a way that he scooted one in from the sideline. He took another one up the middle. Like He can do it all, and he's really starting to pull that whole offense behind him. This is uh, It's been a long time since Kansas was on the board Jim Daniels is getting them there. No interceptions, takes care of the ball. He's got a pretty compact throwing motion that I kind of like. Uh, we'll see if that continues or if that can expand as he gets a little bit further in his career at Kansas, but a lot to like in the Big 12. Yeah, and I saw a lot of people talking about him on social media, and that was when I first took notice of it. Again, I was sitting in front of a big screen with all the games on. I see Kansas State there, but I'm not really paying much attention to him to start yeah, the game. Wait, 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 wait. It is not Kansas State. It is Kansas. I mean, excuse me, Kansas. Excuse You're me. killing me here, I buddy. I see Kansas <laughs> on the big screen, and I'm watching it, 
and or at least I wasn't watching, and I, I'm watching my timeline. People are like, why is nobody talking about what this Kansas quarterback is doing? I almost said Kansas State again. What this Kansas <laughs> quarterback is doing. So then I tuned in. I'm like, wow, like he's making all the throws. You see him doing things on the move, and that was cool. And I guess different from what we've seen from Kansas in in the past. I mean, last time I really in no offense, Ryan, but last I time I paid attention to Kansas, I think they had Les Miles as head coach, and I was just thinking. Man, this guy is old. That's what I was thinking the whole time, just kind of watching him. But it looks like they might have their quarterback situation kind of solidified right now and, you know, potential pro prospect. Hey, I'll take it every time and every Jayhawk rock jock. <laughs> well, we're going to get into some quarterbacks that ended up getting roughed up when we come back. But first, we want to talk to y'all a little bit about the good folks over at Prize Picks. And you're probably thinking, Prize Picks, what is it? How does it work? Well, it's a daily fantasy, and you can pick two to five players, and if they go out and they score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections that are available. So if you go out there and, you know, I just watched the 49ers play the Seattle Seahawks today. Did you think that Jeff Wilson was going to run for more than 50 yards? If you do, you pick the higher on that, and you parlay that, and make you some money, all right? You're not competing against other people. Again, it's just you versus you in the projections. Price Picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch. So it doesn't have to just be the 49ers against Seattle Seahawks. It could be NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, uh, PGA, golf, football. I mean, they have every sport, even down to Euro basketball, cricket, and much more. The entries can make, be made really quick. They make it very accessible for you when you download the app or you play it online. Uh, super. In 60 seconds or less, you can have your picks in. This safe, and they have fast, fast withdrawals as well. Currently, they're operating in over 30 states. That includes our neighbors up north, uh, Canada. All right, download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up. And you can play daily fantasy sports on any other sports mentioned before. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 when using the promo code Locked On. And if you deposit $100, PrizePix, they will give you $100. If you deposit $50, guess what? PrizePix, they will give you $50 as well. Don't forget to enter the promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, guys. One, thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen of the day and start to get into which quarterback got roughed up. And I think we mentioned one that was in the game with Jaden Daniels. Goes by the name of Will Rogers. Put some good things on display. But first, I want to hear some of your thoughts on him. And then I'll kind of circle back around and talk about some of the things that I saw. Yeah, I thought LSU was kind of like the magic fairy dust that slowed him down. He had that one nice touchdown to a, a receiver that's been helping him out a lot. Like, it's an athletic play. It's good ball placement where only his guy could get it. But after that, it kind of fell off. And everything started to slow down, and he just couldn't keep the offense in gear. I just thought for the first time this season, he looked a little human, where he had been moving the ball pretty much at will to this point. 
something about LSU. And, and kudos to BJ, who I thought was coming off the edge pretty well. They have yeah, leadership there. Ollie Gay is out there, like, contributing. I know Baskerville actually had a couple of nice blitzes. I thought that when they wanted to mirror, they put him out there as well. Like, it was, it was a good matchup. But I was, I was expecting more from Rodgers. This isn't necessarily a slide, but it was definitely a hiccup. I do think he was a guy that was on the rise before this. Maybe it's just some, you know, LSU Tiger magic, but we'll see what happens with him next week. The LSU Tigers, man, they were flying around. Again, I told you, I sat there, I watched that game with other uh, Mississippi folks that were out there and flying around. They were making it difficult on receivers. Uh, they were challenging guys. I mean, Mike Leach, shout out to Mike Leach, who was being very aggressive. He went for it on their first drive of the game. He went for it on fourth and one from like his own like 18 yard <laughs> line. So that showed you kind of the tone in which it was going to be for the rest of the game. But they went for it, they ran it, they threw it, and they tried different things with Will, Will Rogers. And as the game went on, things started to be a little bit more and more difficult. Let's start with some of the things that I thought he did extremely well. Throwing with anticipation outside the numbers. He did a terrific job. There were several times, and they talked about it on the broadcast, but he's letting the ball go before the receiver turns his head or he's even out of his break, even putting his foot. I mean, he's still moving forward, going to run an out route, and the ball is already in the air with touch. I thought the playing with anticipation was something that definitely translates to the next level, and he was doing that extremely well. So that was really awesome to see from Will Rogers and probably some of the best things I saw from him. Now, some of the issues that might occur. One, not the most athletic guy. So when the pocket started breaking down, you talked about some of those uh, edge rushers that were getting after him. It got ugly, and there was nowhere really for him to go. And they were speeding up his clock. Also, when they started speeding up his clock and the pressure was coming, thought he held on to the ball a little too long. So mm -hmm. I th thought that was something that definitely stood out consistently and definitely contributed to him being roughed up. So he definitely has to be, a, be on the roughed up portion. A guy who started out the game uh, very well. They had a nice 13-0 lead and ended up letting up and ultimately losing by double digits. So that is never good. No, not not your optimal. Now, he's not the only one. Another guy that had a little bit of trouble, I thought made some poor decisions, was Spencer Rattler out there again. It's one thing when you're playing Georgia, what are you going to do? But you got to try to at least be competent. Don't give the ball back to him. Don't give him an excuse to let Stetson Bennett do his thing, which we'll talk about him another day. But I, I was disappointed because I felt like in the past, I felt like Rattler had risen to the occasion at times, and I'd hoped to see that again. I didn't see it. I thought this, the first interception in particular was just a terrible decision, a little panic. Like, I, I thought he was running for his life and just kind of gave up on the play. I, what did you see, and what did you take away from Rattler? They weren't even able to compete. And I know playing against Georgia, your clock is going to be sped up, and maybe you're playing fast. We've talked about the decision-making of Spencer Rattler, and that was something that definitely is even magnified when you're playing against Georgia. Uh, early on, you see him throwing passes where he had no business throwing. Is it the pressure getting to him? Is he not handling that well? Uh, I, I think we see those issues a lot with teams that are playing against Georgia because of how fast the defense moves. We, we talked about in the previous episode how many guys left to the NFL, and that defense has not missed a step, at least not yet. They've been playing against some competition that's not really challenging them, playing against Oregon. They made Bo Nix look like he should be playing JV high school football, right? <laughs> I mean, this is a, an extremely difficult defense to play against, and it was uh, true to that for Spencer Rattler. We definitely wanted to highlight a guy who we talked a lot about on Friday's episode out of Fresno State, and that's Jake Hayner. And for all the things that he does extremely well, him getting hurt and going off the field 
saying he heard it pop. That was yeah. not one of the things that was uh, something that if you're a Fresno State Bulldog, you didn't want to hear that. And a guy who, you know, senior bowl, he had that big picture. We'll see if he's still able to go and if he can recover fast enough. I haven't heard the exact diagnosis of what the injury is, but yeah. Jake Hayner. Literally roughed up. It sucks. It yeah. sucks. He, he, yeah. he did get roughed up. In the game where I thought he was efficient and distributing mm-hmm. the ball well. Yeah, I'm with you. It, it, that's a tough one. I hate to see that, especially because I felt like there was more to that game that, that could have come on. Um, <laughs> there was more in that game, another guy that we'll talk about probably in the next segment. One more guy that I want to mention in this segment, Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Just We're talking about back-to-back games were not great. Uh, just a few weeks ago, after one week, there was definitely an overreaction. And not just by everybody on the outside. I think we were talking about, hey, man, like what can this guy silly be? Well, right now, it just looks like he's just not quite ready. So, you know, not great conditions there. But Florida, you know, dropping another game, really not good for his draft stock or really anyone that is associated with that program right now. Florida's not used to losing like this. So to see them lose in back-to-back weeks, not something that I was anticipating seeing to start this season. Yeah, I, I didn't either, especially after a hot start. And and I think we pointed out at the time that there was a lot of, of leg usage in that hot start, his first ball game. It was not standing from the pocket and, and, and executing like that. But to think that they're now Gator bait rather than Gators, like I'm not sure anybody saw that coming. I think they can still rebound. Let's see what he gives us next time. We are going to mention a few more guys who we thought were either up or down in the next segment. Get away from quarterbacks a little bit. Maybe talk about some edge rushers or receivers or linebackers or safeties, all that and more. But first, we definitely have to talk to you about the good folks over at Toro. And, you know, a lot of people go out of town. You travel. I just drove down to Mississippi. Am I driving my own vehicle? No. I'm getting a car from Toro. I'm using someone else's car, all right? Turo is the <laughs> worldwide largest car-sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can go book any car that you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. All right, browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., Canada, or U.K. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family trip, or just get a basic or something luxury as well. You can get a luxury car for a special event, a birthday, or a holiday if you're trying to impress someone. Find the affordable economy cars on your budget and you just need to get from a to b especially if you live in california we know how expensive gas can be rent you a toro car that's really good on gas many toro hosts can even deliver the car right to you so you don't have to leave your house they bring it to you and every trip is backed by liability insurance all right so make sure you guys do that terms and conditions and exclusions apply ditch that boring rental car and find your drive at toro.com Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. 
Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. I wanted to talk about a player that we're talking about pumped up, roughed up, and a guy that really stood out to me. Again, I'm going to circle back around to the LSU-Mississippi State game, and we have Malik Neighbors, a guy mm-hmm. who came through consistently, especially down the stretch for Jaden Daniels. The connection was a little hit and miss early on, but as the game went on, you saw that Jaden Daniels needed a guy he can lean on. And I think a lot of people thought it was going to be Kayshawn Butte. Again, yeah, he might be in the rough step segment. Three receptions, 31 yards, and they are targeting him, trying to figure out a way to get the rock into his hands. But it's been Malik Neighbors who came through. Six receptions, 76 yards, averaging almost 13 yards per reception. He was big. I felt like at some point, it's like, I think they know what route he's running because he's just running the outs and they line him up on the right side in the slot. He run an eight yard out first down, line him up on the left side in the slot, run an eight yard out first down, caught a ball down the field as well. So uh, to see him come through like he did, especially to not be the guy that gets all the attention like Keishon Boutte, I thought that was something really cool to see. So shout out to Malik neighbors. He made it pumped up. Yeah, and good for him. You know, somebody's got to take up the slack. If you're going to get the attention the booty gets, somebody's got to step in there. Good for him for taking that by the horns and doing it. I'm going to stay with that ball game to tell you the truth because I mentioned him just real quick earlier, but BJ, BJ Ojolara is coming on. He's a guy that has flashed in the past. Allegay's flashed in the past as well. Like the two of them as a duo I think is, is really interesting. And they have a chance, I think, to build each other up. BJ's now wearing the 18 jersey at LSU. And for those of you who follow Tigers, you know what that means. That's significant in terms of what you're doing for the team, too. He's come out seven pressures week one, six pressures week two, sacking each two in the first game, actually. Three hits on the quarterback this last week. So it's not just that he's getting off the ball and flushing a quarterback, making contact. He's making his presence felt. They dropped him into coverage 15 times this last game. A little bit too much for my taste. I'd rather just see him pin his ears back and use him for what he's best at. But it does actually, for his draft status, show a little bit more that he's more than just a downfield pass rusher, that he can do a little bit more. That makes him more viable for more teams, and I think that is smart. I mean, pass rusher, that's what's going to make him the money. And we've seen guys kind of hit the ground running right now at the next level. You know, watching a lot of NFL on Sunday evening, watching guys like Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, this is a guy who definitely would have made it on – pumped up quite a few times last year as productive as he was for Michigan. Uh, did, did you have anyone else that you wanted to kind of discuss on, on this? Either pumped one up guy, or roughed up? Well, on the roughed up side, it's not that he played badly, but two guys at Oregon, I, I want more. I come away continuing to want more. One is DJ Johnson, who's got good power. He's got good functional strength. He can be, he can look explosive, but he can also look a little bit average at times. Uh, I think he plays the run really well. He understands how to make sure that he has leverage out on the edge. Uh, he did draw one holding penalty that I think was a, a good turn point there in that particular drive, but he's just not making his presence felt. Uh, likewise, Noah Sewell, I don't think he played but 20-some-odd snaps in this ball game, And for a guy that was coming into the season, might be linebacker one, I just haven't seen enough out of him either. And, they have stiffer competition coming up, so you can recover from that. But this was a big-time contest against a top, what was BYU was 12. You know, like, you're not going to get on a, a much bigger, pumped-up yeah. uh, opponent than that, and I'd like to see more from it. Uh, your guy, J.J. McCarthy, you talked about him potentially being a guy next up at Michigan, continues to be extremely efficient. 15-18, mm-hmm. Michigan played UConn. They won 59-0. Uh, I think we all 
imagine that that would be more of a blowout, but just to see them really pushing forward with him and the efficiency that he's played with so far this season. I mean, numbers off the charts right now, not so much a draft-eligible guy, but, man, completing 83% of his passes right now, and that is really cool to see. And uh, before we get out of here, man, we have to mention just, I guess, a few things in the news as it pertains to college football. The Arizona State Sun Devils have parted ways with Herm Edwards. So that's out there now. You kind of saw that after a loss to Eastern Michigan. And yeah. it started off hot. And you could see, like, okay, just kind of where maybe Arizona State is going. They're going to continue to build. They're going to be a terrific program. They had the whole pro model going. But wasn't able to sustain it. And they started off one and two. And they let him go. So uh, they do have some investigations going on there as well. We'll see what happens with Arizona State and who takes over uh, that program. Also, Appalachian State. The way that they won. Did you see the walk-off play? I don't know if you were oh, yeah. aware of it. but I mean, did they, Is there anywhere oh, they didn't put that? <laughs> I know, right? I mean, just how crazy was that? Shout out to Appalachian State. And I think in my head, I always remember the, you know, the walk-off field goal block when playing against Michigan. And they kind of shocked the world at this time. They were an FCS program. But now, FBS program, and they're out there winning. They just beat Troy in a walk-off, and they're doing well. Had a big win last week against more of a power fire type school. So, uh, shout-out to Appalachian State. Wanted to make sure that I mentioned them. Man, but that receiver from Florida State, I was watching that game, and gosh, I mean, he just uh, six-foot-seven. Six-foot-seven receiver who was just, I mean, he, he, he was balling. Nice catch over the middle, run after catch opportunity. I mean, dude was balling. And they ended up losing to Louisville. Louisville, you know, they, they have Cunningham at quarterback, and he does well. But here mm-hmm. we go, Wilson. All right, Wilson, seven receptions, 150 yards, two touchdowns, man. Like, Johnny Wilson did his thing out of Calabasas, California. Shout out to him. I believe he transferred <laughs> from somewhere. Maybe Arizona State. I think it was Arizona State he transferred from. So, all right, but that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On NFL Draft 1. And thank you for making us your first listen of the day. For your second listen of the day, go check out Locked On Chiefs. They had a nice win on Thursday night football. Or Locked On 49ers, they had a big win against divisional rival uh, Seattle Seahawks. All right, Locked On 49ers with myself and Brian Peacock. But until next time, we'll see y'all. Peace. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.